This is Julian. And this is Nick. And this is Loss of Lieutenant, an Infinity the Game podcast aimed to inform, educate, and entertain. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope everyone had a great uh, great holiday break. Uh, you're uh, returning for our first episode uh, of 2019. You've got uh, Nick here and, uh, and Julian. By, joined by Julian. So, yeah, we've uh, had a bit of a break uh, in our um, podcasting uh, with the Christmas and, yeah. and New Year period, uh, all the holidays and, and, and family arrangements and that sort of stuff. You get up to much, Nick? Oh, uh, I did. Yeah. So I'm from I'm, I'm from Newcastle originally. So I went back home for about uh, almost two weeks actually, and Which is managed... like up north, north of Sydney. Yeah. So Newcastle is about two hours north of Sydney. Um, on uh, it's a it's a beautiful part of the world, and I uh, I do get back there a few times a year because my 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 family's there. My sister's got a, a couple of nieces. She's got a, a, her own little family, so I get to hang out with them and spend some quality time, um, which is nice. And uh, what about yourself? Did you get up to get up so much? Uh, not much. Just on uh, Christmas Day, stayed in Melbourne. Um, so went and saw my, um, my my grandfather lives in just around further down the coast of the the bay, and um, I went and saw him with my mum. And then on uh, Boxing Day, we went down to my mum's place down in Painesville, which is on the Gippsland Lakes, um, further down east south, I guess southeast. Um, if you are uh, ever come to Melbourne or Victoria and you want to go somewhere you know nice and pretty it's quite beautiful down there so I've not been before so I'll, yeah, maybe I'll have to check it really out good, really good holiday it's only like 4 hour drive from Melbourne so it's not too okay. bad um, and it's all highway driving so you know you just sit in 110 and then all of a sudden you're there easy um, and yeah we had a good time down there I went, went with my partner and, and um and uh, we went down there and had some fun. Went to uh, you probably saw it on Facebook. I posted up the uh, the silly cars, which are the ones that go on like uh, mud tracks and circles, and they go like a hundred and it's like NASCAR but on mud. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, so that, they go like hundred fifty k around an, an hour around these tracks. And no, it's just looks, mud that looks everywhere. It was awesome. It was lots of fun. So. I I did not visit any silly cars, but I just spent probably a good amount of time working on my tan. Mm. Um, but while I was up there, I still managed to get a few games of Infinity in. Which yes, was, um, which and was apparently great. you got smashed. Yeah, yeah. We can we can get into that in a minute. Yeah, um, Gavin Bateman was kind enough to invite me to a little, um, I guess, a, a little six man. Uh, invite only tournament that he was running uh, at his house um, so there was a, it was a great day got to hang out with some really great guys and there some some top top tier players there and um, it, uh, yeah I mean, I, I'm just using that as an excuse for yeah, the absolute thrashing that I faced in all three of my games to so, be fair you haven't played Invincible Army much that's right and was, you were playing a new faction I think you only played one game before you went up hadn't you I played probably two games yeah. um, with the Invincible Army before going in this tournament uh, mm-hmm. or tournament this event um, and, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. The, the, and so I guess following that, I have decided that for CanCon, I will be reverting back to Imperial service. Yeah. Looking at uh, the two, it's quite a big jump in terms of play wise from ISS to, um, Invincible Army. Oh, so definitely. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's like to be expected that it's such a big, um, jump in terms of the way the armies play yeah that's right and even even moving from um from an experienced vanilla player mm. there's so many things that you have ac- that you can do with vanilla that you can't do with the with uh, the yeah. invincible army 
um, smoke stuff being uh, one major one, which is a big player in Imperial service as well. Mm. Um, they can be fairly reliant on the use of smoke in MSV2, mm. um, whereas uh, the Invincible Army does not have smoke mm. to, in, it, in it at all. But mm. um, you got a few games, quite a few games in over the um, over the break, didn't you? Yeah, heaps in, heaps in. There was one, one game of note um, with my, uh, as you all should certainly know now, I'm taking an avatar. One of my lists is an avatar list at Cancom. And up until a couple of weeks ago, it was unbeaten. And it still is unbeaten, except for this one game. Uh, I like to put that out there just so people realize. Um, but I basically said to, to Ryan Kirby, I said, look, I really need a massive challenge with this list. I want to really find if there's any little weaknesses in it. And so I sent him my list a week in advance. And he basically tailored a list. And I told him to tailor a so list. So you actually gave him your yeah, list and yeah. said, I want you to, to beat this. Yes, and I said, tailor it and beat him. And he did. He did. He um, he managed to get, I think it was, it was a minor. I think it was like 8-4. Like, what um what faction was he playing? He was playing OSS. So he ran a Marot. Vedic. 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 Okay. So he ran a Marot. Um, he had a Marot and a link team of Dakinis with, I don't know. I think it might have been an Azura Spitfire MSV. No, it wasn't. It wouldn't have been. MSV2. I can't remember the exact profile. Yep. Um... And we both played Limited Insertion. Very similar lists. Obviously, I had an avatar. Um, from the beginning, we were playing um, Firefight, and I was on the back foot because he went first. Okay. And so he managed to get... I put my data tracker on Kurnow because I thought I thought I had castled him up quite well, and I thought, well, if I put it on Kurnow, you know, I yeah, I, um, I thought, well, he's probably not going to get there. Um, but... I'd forgotten that uh, proxies were a thing in terms of TO camo with the SMGs. Okay. So we ran him up a field and managed to get Kurnow from the beginning, which meant I couldn't put down White Noise on the Avatar to fight the Marut. Right. So it was going to be more or less a fair fight for the Avatar against the Marut. Um, and he killed a few other things here and there, but it basically meant I was starting off with seven orders on turn one. Um, my turn one actually went far better than I thought it would because he pushed his Marut up, but hadn't quite managed to push it back. Mm. he pushed it back but it was still visible and I managed to get a, a line on it with the avatar and actually put them right down um, and then he spent the whole of his second term with that link team with the MSV Spitfire every order he put into the avatar um, and, and did eventually kill it we pretty much got to that point where we both had not much left Sure. Um, I think the end of the game I had like 50 or 60 points left and he had like 80 or 90 or 100 right. so it was so real it, close it was still a close game it was, still, it was an absolute bloodbath um, I think what that game taught me was there was a few little things I changed with my list not much but what it taught me was that there was a point in the game that cost me it was one point and it was when he managed to push down and get into my zone in turn one I kind of I kind of got it really flustered mm-hmm. and I got not, not I didn't get a like a, a rush of blood to the brain or anything but I I stopped I stopped thinking coolly calmly and effectively about what I was going to do next. Sure. And, and some, what, sometimes when somebody gets right up in your face like that, yeah. it is the psychological yeah, aspect exactly. of it. And it was so psychological and it really put me out. And what I did was is that I pushed the avatar straight up, went straight after his Marut. And the problem that I had with that was that I forgot there was a proxy off in the corner. Mm-hmm. And so I ran him up and then I, I realized there was a the proxy there. We'd both forgotten about it. But I was stupid enough that I decided to sepsister a proxy, forgetting that you can't actually sepsister a proxy, just basically kill it. It can't reconnect. Okay. So there was probably no point in me doing that. 
But what got unlucky was that he then crit me with an SMG. Okay. So doing that, instead of costing me one order to do that, it ended up costing me three. So I didn't have the orders to pull the avatar back completely out of, you know, line of fire, which I've talked about before, getting the avatar back. Yeah, wait, so, that's sort of a kill piece. You want to yeah. advance and get your shots off, mm. but then have enough orders left to bring exactly. it back yeah. so that uh, so that you're not leaving him out standing out in the open yeah he wasn't standing in the open he was really but, but, uh, still not, defended not, not out in the yeah. open but exposed instead of costing him three orders to move up to engage me it would have cost him six sure so he wouldn't have had all the orders and it cost me a wound as well he wouldn't have had all the orders to, to do what he did um, and that one thing cost me the game um, and had I have not been so like flustered and, and put on the back foot, I wouldn't have done that. So, did you say you were playing frontline or firefight? Firefight, firefight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and so firefight. You're. It's basically you're trying to kill LTs, specialists, more points. Okay. So in the end, he he ended up killing more points than me. We both killed the same number of LTs. Uh, he killed more specialists, and I think we both got our classifieds. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I can't remember the exact outcome, but it wasn't it wasn't a massive win either way. But it was it was super close, and that going second, I think, certainly didn't help. But what lost me the game was Ryan's ability to stay calm, even though he lost his Marut. Yep. And my ability to to not, and I kind of got real flustered. And in the end, he's like, he said to me, he's like, you just need not much to change with your lits. You just need to like relax, mm. slow down. Um, and, and calm down because that's what lost you the game. It wasn't that you you got flustered or it wasn't that you 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 know you you got diced or that this that. And I agree with him totally because I was sitting back and like, hang on, had I done that differently, would have had an extra two three orders to pull back, and the avatar wouldn't have gone down. Probably wouldn't have even lost the wound. Yep. And he would have had to have come up against everything else. I had a lot of chain rifles and stuff like that. So he would have had to move that link through chain rifles and mines and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, and, and I mean, Ryan is a very good player. He's a and very he's, good player. He has won quite a few tournaments mm. locally. Um, and he's, he always does quite well in mm. whenever I've, whenever I've played him or whenever mm. I've, um, been seen, yeah, been at events where, where he's, he's been, uh, competing. Um, and for you to give him your list beforehand, you've already put yourself, on, on a quite mm. a, a back foot, so yeah. you're you're playing from a from a lower position mm. that um that is I guess it's really good experience yeah. for you yeah. uh, as a player to to build your um, proficiency and mm. to really focus on uh, knowing that you're coming up against someone who's really good and mm. also knows every hole yeah exactly that you're and, and everything you're going to throw at because Ryan's not going to cank on. He is he not? Like, no, he's not. He's like, man, I really want to make give this the best game you can, so we, you can learn from it as much as you can. Um, and I think that's like, I found that's the best way to to learn, like what the faults in your list, or learn how to control your emotions in a game, is to do that where you put yourself at a massive disadvantage. Sure. Stuff like what I just did there, or choosing to deploy second and go second. Okay. That's another way you can do it if you don't have this, you have the ability to just message them mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you've put yourself at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it just in general, you learn a lot more mm. from the games that you lose than the ones that you win. Exactly. Because when you're, when you are losing a game mm. and you're still trying to, to, to 
to perform mm. uh, to the best of your ability, mm. you're, uh, that's when you're, you're discovering things about what you're capable of and what your units are able to do and what yeah. you can do with, with, with limited, uh, limited orders and limited resource. Especially with that list because it had such a good winning streak, you start to believe like your own invincibility, sure. which is not, it's completely not. And so like you start to think that, oh, you know, nothing's a threat. What it is, everything's a threat. Yep. And I think it's good to, you know, even I was my own threat in that game because I, you know, I got flustered. So it's like, it's it's one of those things where I think it's good to, to in order to better your play, you've really got to put yourself at a disadvantage mm. to um, to stop and think about things. So, yeah, yeah. That's good. Any, any, other, any other games? How many games did you get in over the past sort of two weeks? Uh, not much over the past two weeks because of Christmas. I had one. I only had one game this week, but we've got that tournament, little tournament tomorrow. Ah, uh, that's right. So yeah, that'll so be another three. We're currently recording on Friday, and there's a tournament, uh, Road to CanCon Part Two. Yeah. The Road Warriors in the depth of Yuletide uh, is on uh, Saturday, the fifth of uh, January. Mm. Um, we might get this episode out tonight. Mm. So if you're listening and, and tonight and want to come along, then I'm mm. sure there's still spaces available on the on one of the group chats or one of the Facebook pages. We convinced. Uh, a fairly new player that it's a good idea for him to come along so he's going to get a few uh, schoolings I think tomorrow I think you'll enjoy it though I think uh, like I think Infinity is one of those games where like the best thing to do is just go and play a tournament oh definitely and know that you're going to get smashed every game but the good thing about this is that you're generally not going to have someone who's going to be like you know like your classic Warhammer or sorry I'm digging systems but it happens everyone knows it happens so we're not going to try and skip around it the the type of power player who's going to take advantage of that Warhammer all that kind of stuff you're not going to get that you know at the start we'll tell everyone and be like hey guys this person's a new player you know you're probably going to beat him but make it like it's an intro game and be real real friendly and everyone will do it exactly you won't get and that's what I love about Infinity Community they're not going to you know, do stuff like that. No, I agree. Yeah. And when I first started playing, that's I jumped straight into the tournament scene straight yeah. away and did not win a game for a long time, mm. um, which is fine. It mm. meant, and like I said before, you learn more from the games that you're losing than the ones you're winning. And so, the last road like, to CanCon, you smashed two people before you came against me and got smashed yourself. <laughs> but that's another story altogether. Um, <laughs> that's right, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like the, it's... Who knows, it might be the same tomorrow. We'll see. I think I think I, tomorrow I have a funny feeling is going to be the... Uh, I'm going to run out of luck with my lists. I think so. Okay. <laughs> I reckon because everyone now has all had a lot of games in, so I think I'm really going to be yes. fighting it. But um, anyway, back to the games. I think in the the week before Christmas, I had three games. The week before that, I had three, and then because we had a tournament, I think the week before that or something, mm-hmm. I had like five. So I've had a lot of games. Yeah, well, you, like, and, you and I had a game last night as well. Yeah, um, yeah. which is good fun. Uh, as I've. Um, from my recent experience with the Invincible Army at this tournament in Newcastle, I have, like I said before, I've decided to go back to Imperial Service. So now, with my little sort of three-week foray into the Invincible Army, I've now got to get my eye back in mm. Imperial Service and remember how to play them and mm. what 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 goes into my lists and, and how yeah. they're going. So um, I lost against you last night, yeah. um, and ten, we had ten a good, four. Yeah, was, we, you know, ten right, four yeah. in supremacy. Yep. So um, uh, I had the first turn, ran up and took three points three of the buttons mm. in my first turn and um put the data scanner xenotech, xenotech thing the, yeah. um whatever that's called uh put that down yeah and um but i had sort of advanced a bit too far mm. not focused on taking out a couple of your key pieces which yeah. which which came back to haunt me later on yeah yeah so um 
is interesting that game because I think um, what we both learned from it was that, well, at least what I took away from it from my own game was that sometimes in supremacy, it's important to get as many points as you can turn one because that's the best point in supremacy to get points because otherwise it's a very easy game where you can both get a draw sure because there's points around the game yeah and, that, and with that yeah. with the, that scoring happening mm. each turn rather than at all scoring at the mm. end of the game um you if you can get yourself in a position where you can hold three quadrants yeah. to your um whereas in the old way i mean we talked about this on a previous episode but it's it's something that you really need to stress the change mm. that's happened mm. in the new supremacy this season compared to last season where you get points for having the same amount yeah. now you don't get points for having the same amount most and, and most of the time you're going to have the same amount yeah. so it's those other uh parts pushing the buttons getting mm. classified objective and putting down the data what's it called the xenotech oh i don't even i can't remember the xenotech thing just place it and forget Uh, about it yeah yeah putting that down that you want to that you want to get get those points for as well yeah i think like in that game looking back i was thinking about it last night after we talked about it and um what i really noticed was that and the thought process i had was that i knew turn one i wasn't going to be able to get i knew you get four points Mm -hmm. and i was like there's no way i'm going to be able to get four points because the fact that you've kind of got those those um antennas covered i knew that i would probably be able to get at least a point for having more quadrants because i knew i'd be able to sneak up and and do some work which is what happened i got a fair bit damage done in that first turn but my goal was not to get more points but it was to get as many as i could Mm -hmm. set myself up in a position that i could then get you know points in, in two and three yeah which is exactly what happened yeah. and i ended up starting turn two and lost a lieutenant yeah uh and um it just kind of went downhill from there yeah yeah we won't talk too much about it but there was <laughs> one piece in particular that was just like you know <laughs> he went yeah. a bit of a rampage that that's true yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. can talk about that later we'll talk about that later yeah in a and so, rounds, I, so i just wanted to touch on the games that i had at this tournament yeah, in newcastle as well definitely. so um I was playing the Invincible Army because... Probably a good time to talk about Invincible Army. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, uh, as soon as the rules dropped for the Invincible Army, like loads of Yujing players, I'm sure, I jumped straight in and started list building and and playing around. And I was like, yep, I can make this list. I can proxy half of these things. And I've got a not bad uh, limited insertion, like with limited insertion list with 13 orders in it. because of your tactical awareness mm. and um, NCO using lieutenant level two with two lieutenant orders, that sort mm. of thing. And it's, I love this. This is an amazing faction. It's all for me. Jumped in and started playing. Have not won a game. Yeah. Have not won a game yet. And so I guess um, I've now gone back to, like, there was a bit preemptive, I suppose, trying mm. to pick up a brand new faction uh, and get competent with it. Uh, before CanCon at the end of this month. Um, so uh, 2019 will be the year of the Invincible Army for me. Yeah, and I think I think the thing with Invincible Army is they seem like a super strong faction, like super strong. But I think that they're so different to any other faction that's come out to date because of the way they work with the, the limited insertion yep. builds that it's going to take a lot of... A lot of play testing and weeding out units because there's also so many new units mm. to find out what works well um, I think the other thing with them is that at least from what I've noticed with all the lists that come out they seem to have like you said 14 orders in a limited session list but they don't have a lot of range like it's sure. all like Spitfires multi-rifles 
combi rifles, all that kind of stuff. And I think that's the real Achilles heel of, of Invincible Army is that they can take a lot of orders in a very small combat um, list, but they can't capitalize on range. Or yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that mm. because you do have access to some amazing range pieces like the Yan Huo, yes, who you yeah. can put in a Harris, mm. um, which doesn't have to be that expensive because of the mm. wild cards that they have available. You can make a, I think, for like a maybe a hundred points, you get uh, Yan Huo either two missile launchers or mm. the multi HMG mm. um, because you are not able to link the hyper rapid magnetic cannon. Mm. Um, with a Zuyong and a um, baggage bot mm. with a light shotgun. So, and that baggage bot with a light shotgun, that covers a sort of close range band, yeah. which is, I mean, light shotgun is a, not a bad, not a terrible weapon. And baggage um, bots in light. general, in quadrant control missions, oh, mm. they're amazing. Of course. Like, you know, just quickly on Icadrons, 29 points in frontline supremacy. Yep. For nine point model is, is amazing. Sure. You know, and it's the same with them, I'm sure. That link team, whilst it only costs a hundred points, it's actually closer to probably like 120. Yeah. And it can just sit in, in the terms of, In terms of scoring ability. Exactly. And um, for the CanCon missions, it's pretty good. That's right. Um, because even though these, like, I mean, we, we talk about this over and over leading up to CanCon, but even though they're sort of kill-orientated, in inverted comma, missions, mm. um, Frontline is a quadrant control. Mm. Uh, Supremacy is quadrant control. Mm. Um well, I can't even remember what the other ones are. Uh, f- firefight, not so much. Firefight, supremi- uh, 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 supplies. supplies. Look, supplies isn't quadrant control, but you need to be able to you get need, into the forward zone and with get back, and, which is and very similar to playing a supremacy stylist. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so anyway, I... Um, the, I've, I've ran each I've basically made one list which had um, a that Yan Huo with mm. the multi HMG mm. in that little Harris um, I had a uh, Mo Wang uh, the size 5 um, heavy infantry with two wounds and no wounding cap mm. um, and what else has been in there a, f- a few drone a few bots mm. um, Invincible Army does do well with the bots they got a pretty good availability on mm. all the remotes um, and then also having, uh, I've taken also the drop troop, the um, uh, Lu Jing uh, with the explosive level X. Mm. What I've found is that when you, if you, uh, if you go first, uh, like with like with basically all limited insertion lists, um, going first, you you really want to go first yeah. because yeah. Uh, being limited insertion takes away the negative mm. of, of go, the usual negative of going first mm. which means your opponent can strip some orders from yeah. you and, the, and the, I think the thing is is that um, with limited insertion lists if they do take any casualties in that first turn it hits them so much harder yep and that's why you only have those 10 orders to go or in your case 14 yeah or well, 13, 13. Yeah, 13 yeah, yeah. yeah the the sweet spot that I've been seeing with the list that I've been playing around with with the, like with the limited insertion you can make a list that's got 16 orders in it mm. it's not a very good list no and that's um, one with all multi-rifles yeah, and, yeah, yeah yeah but it is possible to have 16 orders with 10 models on the table mm. um I mean, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Um, it's not something I'm going to be playing mm-hmm. around with. But the the list that I have put together, um, they've got 13 or 14 mm-hmm. um, orders available to them with NCO and with um, Lieutenant Level 2 and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, 
what has happened to me in the games that I've played so far, like I said before, you want to be able to be go f- going first with this t- with this sort of army. Um, I don't think I've won a single lieutenant roll uh, since I've been playing them, which has meant that I've been going second yeah. every single time. And like you said, when you start losing those uh, key pieces, uh, or not even key pieces, as soon as you start losing any pieces, yep. you are it does it does start to rack ones. up the, yeah. in 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 the in the um, the amount of functionality that you have moving forward. So, mm-hmm. for example, how uh, Lieutenant Level 2 and NCO works is the NCO, I'm sure everyone's aware of this, but just a, a, a briefly, the NCO means that that NCO model can use the Lieutenant Order mm-hmm. as if they were the Lieutenant. So yep. they get to use the Lieutenant Order. Lieutenant Level 2 means that the Lieutenant is generating two Lieutenant Orders. So you've got one model that has access to three orders that mm-hmm. he can use. Now, if that guy goes down, You've not only lost that model, mm-hmm. you've also lost all the other those extra orders that he was taking advantage of. Mm. It's the same with um, the tactical sense. Tactical sense, yeah. Uh, tactical sense, which that model generates its own irregular sure. order yeah. that can only be used on itself, itself. Yeah. but it can still be used in a link team yeah. if that guy is, is the, the leader. leader. Yeah. If that guy goes down, though, then you've lost two. Instead orders, of losing one. one order, you've lost two. Mm. Um, what I what I found in pretty much every game because I have that Harris with the um, the Yan Huo, the Zhu Yong, and the baggage bot. Mm. Um, the weak link in that group baggage is bot. the baggage bot, yeah. and it does have such a large silhouette mm-hmm. as well. Um, that was number one pro target number one. It's Fifty-five mil base, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 Uh, size five. Four, yeah, six, yeah. four, five, four, S5. four, four. It's no, no. Oh, it's four. So the trooper is size five. Size five is the big head. Tall yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, the yeah, bot yeah. is size four. Same size as the motorbike. Yeah, um, yeah. S four. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that guy is your number one target to take out because then you're you're not breaking the link, mm. but it's now instead of being a Harris, it's now just a it's a two man link. So you're not getting the the that extra bonus that mm. you want of the plus one burst. Um, so your Yan Huo with two missile launchers, for example, instead of being burst three missile launchers, which on paper sounds absolutely phenomenal because, uh, and I'm sure I will run it one day and, and one day I will have the opportunity to tell my opponent that they now have to make nine armor saves. Um, it hasn't, it hasn't happened yet, yeah. but yeah. it will happen. And, um, I'm sure it probably has happened for some of the people out there as well. Mm. Um, but the, but being a Harris, it, it still is fairly fragile, mm. um, Particularly where you've got that one member of it, to to, to lower down the points that it, that is a bit cheaper. In saying that, you don't necessarily have to have that guy that that uh, remote as your third member. You could have someone like a, a high Dow um, special operation unit because mm. they're wild cards as well. And that's the guy that can be an engineer. Mm. He can be an MSV two sniper. He can be um, all sorts of um, weird and wonderful things. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the, the the games that I played up in Newcastle, the f- two of the three, two, the first two games were both against lists that were almost identical, and this list is a very powerful list, and I think we're going to see quite a few people running it. Um, jumpy boys, yeah, jumpy boys moving forward. So it's it's the the five man hollow man uh, tunguska. They're gross. Link, They're filthy. Um, with and the links and sorry, the, the, so the list itself has got um, it's got really strong hacking presence um raul specter who's an amazing drop troop particularly with the current rules for 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 drop troops Mm. um where they can drop wherever you want them Mm. he's definitely coming in on the board somewhere that he can do a lot of damage 
and then that five man oh, it's not necessarily a five man link because it can have it's, you, the ones that I faced was four hollow men and a drone yeah because they can only have four and a drone in the link oh that's that's the yeah, structure that's of the, the link, actual structure of the link okay yeah. right um, so yeah that that effectively pain train um, they had two missile launchers in yeah. there and um, just that like they they are heavy infantry mm. with remote presence mm. as well, similar to the Sujan. If you're familiar with if you're familiar with that, which means that they've got two levels of unconscious. You have to do four wounds on them. To put yeah, it down. they've got two levels of unconscious, mm. but unlike remotes, they can still go prone. Mm. So when they go unconscious, they go prone, mm. which means that like the best way to take out a TR bot. Mm. You, yeah, when you're taking out a TR bot, you get it unconscious and then you keep, keep you shooting it, burst it yeah, so yeah. that they can't bring it back up yeah. you can't do the same thing with hollow men no. because they've just gone prone yeah. and yeah. you no longer yeah. have line of sight it's on them it's not like unidrons who just stand there and get exactly. shot exactly yeah. yeah so this is a very a very strong link mm. um, and I, I managed to in, in one of the games I did I did manage to to bust it a couple of times mm. only for it to get back get up again. straight back up yeah. and reform mm. um, so it's I think because um, of, of all the sectorial releases that have happened through 2018 I do feel like Tunguska kind of got swept under the rug a little bit and I do feel they are probably the strongest of those releases you as think well. so I reckon yeah yeah they have a lot of tools and a lot of threat vectors like yep. I always talk about and they also have a lot of staying power if yep. they're running like, for example, Holloman or Kreezaborax or, or something like that. Um, and they have the ability to put a lot of mods on people. Um, that being said, Tunguska coming up against something like Ariadna, I don't think is a great matchup. But against most other factions with hackers and, and heavy infantry, they're sure. just, they're just a clean, clean yeah. sweep. And with, and with the Invincibles coming out and yeah. the changes to military orders, which means I think we're going to see a lot more pe- play, people playing military orders with the yeah. way they've been changed. Um, there's a lot more heavy infantry out there these mm. days, which is susceptible to hacking. To hacking, yeah. Um, like, I mean, the Invincible Army does have some great counters to that. Not necessarily counters, but mm. they're, they're mods they can stack against hackers by the uh, ability to access uh, the tin bots and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, does does hinder that for mm. any offensive hacking capabilities from an opponent, but it's still it's still there. Yeah, it's still not it's still not a they're like, still there's still it's still a vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. It's a mod. It's not like you you're actually you know aggressively countering it exactly yeah um yeah so i came against uh those two uh forces the uh games that we played were uh you know i can't remember the exact order but there was frontline supplies and um i honestly can't even remember what the third one was but um anyway Mm. uh, i lost all three games at like trounced every time and um, like I mean, my my play could have been a bit better, and uh, probably also it comes down to not being super familiar with with the army. Mm. And um, but I mean, there was a few really unlucky rolls there. There was one um, in the second game where I was playing against um, uh, Darius, whose online name's Dazzler Warhammer. If you've mm. seen him on the for on the not the forums on the um, on the Infinity Facebook Australia groups, page, that, yeah. Infinity Australia, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and he actually gave me a ride down to the tournament from Newcastle because it was mm. on the Central Coast, mm. and um, we had a great chat. And then the second game, we 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 played against each other. And um, there was one point where his Hollow Man Link was just dominating this area of the table in the middle uh, on top of some uh, shipping containers and uh, the two missile launchers there. And I'm, I'm just like looking at it, it's pulling my hair out, just 
starting to like you were in your game against Ryan mm. the the psychological component was getting the better of me yeah and so uh, so Daz just told me to, to take a breath mm. take it have a sip of my drink walk around the table and uh, try and see it from from a different angle to be able to see what he could see mm. and so I did that could uh, got got an idea of, of what he was talking about and so there was an angle that I was able to engage the link team to I guess slice the pie and put it in put the mods in my favor mm. so I used my Rushi to move up touching onto cover and then expose itself so that I could see one of the missile launchers in his bad range mm. in my good range mm. um, so he was at burst uh, he was at burst two um, I believe he needed fives uh, he um, would have been BS 13 were you shooting through smoke uh, it well, doesn't matter. Doesn't, no, doesn't, no make, doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I'm, so you would have. He would have been a BS thirteen plus three for the link. Well, no, it was it was only four in the link, so he wasn't getting the plus three. Oh, okay. But so it was at um, yeah, it was negative range, negative range and so, negative for cover. So he next six. Yeah. So he so was he'd needing be like on six sixes or sevens. Yeah, sevens. Um, whereas I and he's got two dice, and then I'm at good ranges, uh, and he had no cover, so I'm You're hitting on fifteens. Yeah. Um, I rolled my four dice. He rolled like a two mm. on one of his for a hit. Mm. I rolled my four dice, got two 17s, a 16, and a 20. Uh, <laughs> and, and this, and that yeah. sort of thing happens. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so... Uh, it, but, it, yeah, it was a really great learning experience. And um, the main takeaway from the tournament was that I'm not going to play Invincible Army just yet. I was thinking... Because I, 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 I put a lot of thought into those five-man um, sort of hard castle or heavy infantry link teams. And if you look at them all, there's one, like, even with Riot Girls, there's one distinguishing feature between all of them. You know, mm. Riot Girls, um, and obviously I've played my Damara Tanker Link team, so I have a lot of experience using something similar to the, the Jumpy Boys. Oh, sure, yep. And what I found with them, and Luke Henry did it to me one game, and I was like, holy fuck, this is how you counter them, and it's as simple as just using smoke. You just don't engage them. Sure. You just put smoke down, do whatever you have to do, and that's, it's done. Um, and if you're in so a, the, the moral of that story is don't play factions that don't have smoke that or if you have if you don't have if you don't have smoke the other way to deal with them is if you absolutely set to kill mission and you have to deal with them because you need the points then you, you want to you want a factor that you're probably going to play someone like that in those missions and you want to have something that has the ability to get up in their face in close combat sure with the obvious exception being a Damara Tanker Link who goes oh, we don't give a shit <laughs> we're actually better than you in close combat in, in every in every way, in every way, shape, and form, because we ignore your your surprise attack and this that and that. But that's that's another they're they're another problem altogether. Yeah. Right? So I think what I've found is in in terms of when I if I do come up against a list like that at CanCon, I'm just going to go Dadarazi smoke smoke. Sure. And that'll be my counter to it, and I'll 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 move as I want to, and and just as long as I don't have to necessarily engage them, I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go after them. I'll kill everything else that is a threat to me. And if I absolutely have to, then then I can deal with it with a speculator. So yeah. it's not, it's not. I think the best way to deal with them is to just not engage them to begin with. And if you have to move somewhere where they are going to shoot you, smoke them out because they can't see through smoke. Sure. Um, and I guess not even right girls can. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And it, but I mean, it does have a massive psychological impact on the game yeah. to see that sort of a strong. It does. I think if you've never played it before, if you've actually played those kinds of links, which I spent like a whole year playing one, you learn that they're not strong. They're not invincible. They're not invincible and that 
there, there are ways to deal with them. And if you don't deal with them and you just leave them, they've sunk like a hundred and something, 150 points sometimes. Even, even more. Yeah. Even more sometimes into a link that's now just sitting there, which means that the rest of their army is suffering greatly because they don't have those points to spend on other units that might be actually winning them the game in the midfield. Mm. Um, and so like with those links, you want to be winning the midfield and not engaging. And yep. that's, that's how you defeat them. If you don't have to deal with them, just, yeah, just leave them. Negate, negate yeah, them in that yeah, way. Yeah, because in the active turn, they're generally not doing anything. So if you're killing those pieces that are doing something in the active turn, they are then forced to move out of that little stronghold they have, and that's when you can pounce on them. Sure. So that's what I found with them. Great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess that, that sort of sums up my recent games and anything I want to talk yeah. about on, on that front. Yeah. Um, the other thing we could move on to now, I guess the, the big uh, release recently that we just wanted to... We're not going to do a massive deep dive. Yeah, um, especially because we did a pretty deep dive than just an Invincible Army. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, there's still, more, more, the tactics there's, there's still the, more to talk about yeah. on, on, on that front. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to talk, brief, brief talk about the, the third offensive mm. that's, uh, that's dropped. Um, now, I absolutely love this expansion mm. i haven't read the whole book because it is it is quite wordy it's it's uh i've got the book next to me here let me just uh go grab it i haven't uh read a huge amount either to be honest with you i've read the the fluff mostly um particularly the uh the pano stuff because that kind of interests me about the helots um considering i love my fishmen as yeah so i mean on. just the the book itself it's 190 pages and of which the last 10 pages or 11 pages are rules. Mm. So you've got 180 pages there sheer of sheer fluff. Mm. Everything is, is, is if, so if you're into the fluff, it's a, it's a must, it's a mm. must buy. Mm. Um, this is actually the first Infinity book that I've purchased because um, I don't own the rules mm. and I didn't get um, the uh, up, uprising. Uprising, no. yep. What was it called? Uprising. I can't Up, remember. Was it the... called Uprising? Is that what it was called? Oh, I don't know. That one. That one. The one with Japanese. The JSA one. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and, and so the, the format of the book, I, mm. I, I really like. Also, I mean, when it comes to Infinity Fluff, I really like the way that it's written. How, um, like, you're reading, what you're reading is like an article from a, from a textbook or an excerpt from a, from a news article. I you don't like that? I stand it. I just want it to be like, like the old GW Fluff. Yeah. It's like more, explaining more narrative. Yeah, explaining conflicts, explaining actual technical details. Yeah, I just I, I, I cringe when I read it. I I, re- I, I you really, like it. I yeah. really like it. Yeah. Um. And even when uh, during the um, uh, the the last campaign, the international campaign run by Beasts of War, mm. um, or run with Beasts of War. Uh, the Karagi Crisis. Mm. That's the way that I tried to write all my battle reports, yeah. as if it was like a breaking news uh, news article. Yeah, I think that's. I like that style for battle reports. Yep. But I think I, every time I found that, because there were a few times when they went like more technical and actually just explained stuff. Yep. But whenever I found it was like as you just said, I would read it and I'd be like, no, nope, skip, and I would skim through to where they talk normally. Okay. I was so bad. I was well, like, yeah. I mean, some of it. Yeah. Is, some of it is a, like really quite fluff heavy in that mm. it's like a first person account mm. of of an encounter yeah. but then other parts of it they're still it still says it's an excerpt from, yeah but it's more from something but it's saying it's an expert from like a, tech, a technical journal or yeah. it's saying it's an expert from a from a um like a, a peer-reviewed academic paper or yeah, something like yeah, that yeah. and that even though it is still uh, an excerpt from 
uh, it's more from the fluff more environment. Fluff. Exactly. It's more yeah. it's more written uh, in the way that you're that yeah. you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the book goes through uh, all these new sectoral releases except for Tunguska. There's nothing in there about Tunguska. <laughs> I think they got it. They were an uprising. Were they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, it goes through Varuna, goes through the Invincibles, goes through all the uh, military order changes, military order changes, Morats, Morats as well. Yes. Was there any other? I think OSS. Yeah. Oh, of course, Vedic. Yeah, Vedic yeah, yeah. as well. Um, yeah. So there's like a section of the book dedicated to all of those factions, um, but it doesn't just focus on the new sectorials. It gives a whole bunch of background um, around the um, just like like everyday life in the human sphere, which which I think is really cool. Mm. Um, but um, but yeah, I guess talking about the third offensive, one of the biggest releases that's available to everyone, uh, all, all vanilla factions except Pano, is. The Liberto, yes, my my favorite boy at your, the moment. Your little fishy boy. Oh, I haven't played a game since he came out where he hasn't made my list. Is that right? I, I just I think he's one of the best new like. You just the, both profiles are amazing, um, and it's a shame he's only AVA one. Oh, mate, if he was AVA five, I'd take five. <laughs> like I would, I seriously would. Um, I think for me, my favorite profile is the Mine Lab. Um, yep. And so for that, you get a, a close combat 14, don't care. BS 11, which is pretty good on a 10-point model. Um, Fizz 10, whip 12, armor 0, BTS 0, no wounds, or one wound basically. Structure 2, ABA 1. Or structure 2, size 2, geez Louise. Um, he gets limited camouflage, 4 deployment level 2, hyperdynamics level 2, which basically negates that Fizz 10, he becomes Fizz 16. When dodging. When yeah. dodging. Which is quite good. That is good. Aquatic terrain and the big kicker, dogged. Right. So I don't use this guy as an active turn piece. I just leave him guarding with his mine. In terms of what he gets for weapons, my favorite profile, which is the mine layer, gets light shotgun, chain cop, and your personnel mines. Sure. So you're basically, you've got him on a flank. Mm-hmm. He's, um, or mine's a, guarding one side, he's guarding another side. Yeah. And if someone, if someone does side. approach down the side that he's on, your arrows can just be to place mines. Exactly. Or, even better, to chain comp them. Sure. So, what I really like about this is he forces your opponent to really... In the active, is different. But in the reactive, he forces your opponent to go, okay, there's a camera marker there. It's in vanilla combine, for example, which I'm playing. It's probably either going to be a shrouded, which mine layer not many people take, so it's probably going to be a liberto. Um, if I get close and I shoot him, he's either going to chain cold or light shotgun me. If he's going to get outshot, he's going to, you know, chain cop me. I'm going to cop a wound probably, or at the very least, have the tanker safe. If, you know, he doesn't want to get outshot, or I'm not the best shooter in the world, he's probably going to light shotgun me. Mm. So, and for 10 points, if he comes and gets killed by a warband, you don't care. Yeah, we um, we had a chat about the Libertos when the, uh, the profile was previewed before mm. the release of the book. And um, one of the things that I, I think I was on with Kev... Yeah. And one thing that we talked about was um, that they're both very good profiles, mm. but that mine layer for one SWC, like 10 points, of course. The that's one SWC is a hit. But that, yeah, that hit. one SWC yeah. is a real, real kicker. Yeah. Now, you said earlier um, when we were chatting that you're, you're not styled for SWC. No, not my two one. lists. And that being said, if I was SWC starved, I would include the Liberto the second profile for different reasons. Mm. And I would include that profile as an active turn hunting piece. 
because he's got a submachine gun and a chain cop, which means if he rocks around a corner, provided they don't have a chain rifle or something like that in return, he's rocking around the corner going, make a decision. Mm. Are you going to dodge and cop three shots and I don't care? Or are you going to shoot me back? And in that case, I'm probably going to chain rifle you um, and you're going to cop hit. Yeah, For example, even, even the DEP, it's yeah. uh, AP and explosive. And it's t- two shots. And you're... Oh, no, it's disposable, disposable one. Disposable two. Disposable one. Oh, it's one. It's okay. only one. Okay. Um, but, I mean, yeah, sort of plus three at eight to 16. So you've got the four deployment. You've mm. got the camo that you can get in that range if you yep. need it to throw this DEP at a tag or something. And, and the thing about that profile is that even if you do get someone to go, okay, I'm going to intuitive chain right for you, you your camera marker there with a, a uh, you know a war band of some kind. You just turn around and go, well, I'm just going to chain rifle you, mm-hmm. and they oh sorry chain cop you, and they go, oh yeah, oh well, what, what am I going to do now? Like, or dodge on a sixteen. Or dodge on a sixteen, exactly. And then all of a sudden they're face to face on like thirteen, and you're face to face on a sixteen. Yeah. Um, they're just they're amazing pieces because even if you're going to get outshot, even if you're going to get chain rifle anything you do, you just dodge on a sixteen, and all of a sudden they're just sinking orders into a model that's worth 10 points. Yeah. So I played um, Luke Henry the other day and he was came around the corner with a Predator link and tried to kill my Liberto and it spent, he spent like eight orders trying to do it. Really? He just dodged. Yeah. So and I had, I also <laughs> didn't help either because I had crack crots with um, um, the improved fizz. So I was dodging the two models on 16s and it was just, <laughs> I didn't care if they died at that stage because they were yep. chewing up orders. So Exactly. And it's the type of piece mm. that is going to take a lot of orders. If you leave him in, like if, if you haven't revealed his camo, because mm. it is only limited camo, so he can't re-camo no, once he's revealed. Re-camo. No. But, um, but if he stays in that camo state mm. and um, if your opponent is set on taking it out, mm. it's not going to be an easy task. Yeah. And again, I, I played a game against Val Sinison the other day and well, just before Christmas. And he ran, he spent, I ended up with Kaka, he spent five orders trying to discover and kill it. And he's playing a limited insertion list. Wow, so that's half of his turn. Half of his turn. And not only that, because his orders degraded throughout the game, we calculated he ended up spending 20% of the game discovering Liberto. Wow. Which is amazing when you think about the points cost for 10 points. On top of that, there was a point where he had to run a Rushi to kill one of my pieces. And he had to run a parcel Liberto. And I chain culted and killed the Rushi. Wow. So he earned his points back without a doubt. Even the game that we played yesterday, where I maybe had a Liberto, I maybe didn't, um, and you spent. I think we can. I think it's safe to yeah. say that there's going to be a Liberto. You've already said that every single yeah, yeah, list that you're playing it's be has got a Liberto in there. Um, the thing that, that you didn't spend any orders. You spent one order trying to discover his mind. Yeah, I because I, I just wasn't sure what what it what could it have was. been, and yeah. it was it was I was mm-hmm. moving up past it from the complete other side of the table mm. so and I had the other part of my order to spend so I he spent two turns and they're holding a quadrant for me exactly you know he's earned his points back as far as I'm concerned mm. um, so like it's it's um, I think I'll be honest with you I think he's probably a little bit undercosted but at the same I think he actually is frenzy as well is but that, that you, generally yeah generally you're not going to be now, frenzy means that you're impetuous you after you've killed something. Yeah, but he's generally not going to last that yeah. long. Um, and if he has, you don't care. Yep. Um, I think he has. I can't I can't check that mark or whatever it is. But anyway, um, yeah, he's just he's just an amazing piece for the points. 
um, he never doesn't earn his points back in my book, even if he sure. does nothing the whole game. Because I can then flip his irregular order if I have to, which is what, what I did in our game. I don't know whether you noticed, but I was always flipping this irregular order. Sure. It was his order because I wasn't okay. using him. Right. So he was then providing me with the cheap order that was stopping you from moving up. So, um, yeah, I just think he's a really powerful piece. So, yeah, that's probably enough on him because everyone's going to think that uh, I have a, you know, a crack in a massive fat or something. Yeah, well, I which mean, I am. You obviously, yeah, that's, that's, that's 100% accurate. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you're, it's, it's now the love of your life. It is. is the Liberto. It is. Like when I. Cube Jaeger, move aside. I'll. I don't. Hard. I like them both. They're both ju- they're both amazing pieces for their points. Um, the cube Jaeger for doing missions, and him for stopping people doing missions. Mm-hmm. So they both do similar things, but the complete opposite. If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, that's that's sort of the the main release that is available to everyone. Mm. But then on top of that, we've had all these uh, sectorial new sectorials and sectorial refreshes mm. so we've got the invincible army is brand new the uh varuna is brand new yeah oss has been out for two months yeah they've been out for a little while since cold front yeah but that all a, a few of the a bunch of the rules that they had access to kind of a bit haven't weird. hadn't yeah. come out until the book was released yeah. so like lieutenant level two and that sort mm. of thing mm. hasn't actually been playable until now mm. um as well as uh, military orders getting a refresh and more ads getting Morats. a refresh. Yeah. So um, what the way that they've gone about, I mean, the so these some of the older sectorials that they've kind of um, Frenched mm. is is the is the uh, the active term. The new term now where, these days. Yeah, where they've um, uh, I guess stopped producing some of these old sectorials, which they've done with the French and have done with um, someone else. Shock, uh, shock, shock army, army. Yeah. Um, so they they've not done that with with the morats and, and military orders. They're still models that are in production, mm. but the whole sectorials had a had a refresh. Mm. Um, so did we want to touch on that first before going into these other ones? Maybe. Yeah. Um, in terms of so maybe going to morats or something. Yeah. Like, or you want to go yeah. invincible no, army? We'll, yeah. We, no, we'll go. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, morats. I I don't think the changes to morats are that great. To be honest with you. I don't think it's dramatic changes. I don't think it's going to change the way they play. There's what still what that. are the main changes that we've seen? The main changes is the stuff like um, link teams. Um, so you don't get Socrates in a link. They don't, they don't do a link. But they gain a profile that is better in every way than the link team okay. previously, except maybe in the reactive turn. Um, so in, in terms of that, like there's not a huge changes to them. Um, oh, Kornak, who is pretty much always going to be your LT, um, in Morats or generally he's always your LT he can now join a link with Syriats okay not much of a change there um, it doesn't really change the way the sectoral plays much at all um, so just a bit of a bit of a rejig really yeah on there's still there. that sectoral that has to march off the table and do stuff yep um, you know they do get Razyats and they do get Zerats but like they're not Zerites are still not the best skirmishes in the game. They're still pretty average. Sure. So um, it's a sectorial that doesn't have many secrets. Mm. This is what this is my army, and I'm going to punch you in the face with yeah, it. Basically, yeah. the only secret they get is you might get a Raziat dropping down. Sure. But even then, you can kind of expect it because you'll see there's some big points hole. Okay. Um, the main one I wanted to touch on, and it's not so much of a change to Morats, but it's a change to Vanilla, is my boy, the Sogarat Foyback Full Auto. Sure. So this, so this is how the way that a change to a sectorial is impacting on the Mass- Vanilla faction. Massively. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Sogarats can do a link. They can duo. But 
you know, is, not... is, is Duo even a link? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, in terms of what he brings to the table, he's close combat 20, so he's, that hasn't changed. He's not bad there. It does mean that he stands a fighting chance if someone does get their close combat monster into range with him. Mm-hmm. He's bears 13, which is pretty pretty good. He's Fizz 15, Whip 13, Arm 6, BTS 3, Wounds 2, uh, Silhouette 5. Um, in terms of all that, like it's pretty solid. What's his availability in vanilla? Three. Uh, one, I think, in vanilla. Okay. Um, in terms of, you know, that, that's, that's a pretty solid stat line. Um, nothing to complain about there. In terms of equipment, he gets an auto med kit. So he can bring himself back up on a 15, which is quite... Well, fizz, fizz 15 auto med kit means you're succeeding 75% of the time. Pretty much. That being said, if you fail, you're screwed. Of course. So but, that's the only thing. I mean, but Dr. It, Worm, even Dr. Worm's only 14. Sure. Or 13. So like it's... Can it's, you spend a command token to no, re-roll that? No, you can't. Okay. It's not a doctor roll. Right. Um, he's got bioimmunity, which is pretty amazing. And the other one that's really amazing for a heavy infantry piece is Morat the skill, the Morat skill, which means even if he gets turned off, he's not isolated. So Morat means he's a veteran. Veteran. And religious. Religious, yeah. And veteran certain. means that if he gets... He can, can't be isolated. Like he can't be isolated. And also doesn't suffer from loss of lieutenant. No, no, exactly. So he's in vanilla. That's awesome because you've got an order that's always going to be there on a really tough, strong piece. Mm. Um, in terms of the, the profile, disregard everything that's there apart from the full auto for back. Like, don't even worry about the AP HMGs. <laughs> it's not worth your time. Um, the full auto foyback is it's amazing he, he he's a link team in one model effectively because he's putting you at neg three which is the same as having a plus three mod to your ballistic skill mm-hmm. in terms of a firefight um not only that it's a it's a neg three mod that you can't get rid of in the active turn yeah. he doesn't get it in reactive which is the only only thing sure so um, so full auto level two mm-hmm. gives you plus one burst yep and does that neg three neg mod three mod your so it's a part. burst three foyback yeah, so Which just is... looking just looking at the Feuerbach profile itself, uh, it's got similar range bands to an HMG. Is that same range right? bands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got an assault pistol as well, so he can do gunfighting if he has to in close. So sure. if you think about that in the active turn, all of a sudden he's got a uh, yeah. No, this guy's really the the range bands that you've got covered there super are tough. pretty much everything because the assault pistol is a plus three up to eight inches and it's burst four. So it becomes burst five with the assault pistol. Wow, yeah. and neg three. So all of a sudden your midfield skirmishes. He's just running around going. Yeah, you know, like he's that profile is. I'm gonna say it, and I'll probably get smashed for it. I think he's a best active hunting piece in the game really I don't think anything comes close to it because you can hide him quite well in ARO because he's only one model um, size 5 he is size still... 5 but he can still go prone sure so that's that's the main thing um, and if you do have to tank a chain rifle hit a 2 you're on a 6 so you've got a fighting chance of, of tanking it um, he's just there's there's not very much he's bad at and there's not yep. very much he, he's susceptible to yeah even hacking, he's still BTS three, so he can, you know, you know, potentially survive a few hacking hits yeah. here and there. Um, that that foyer back as well, being AP. Oh, if you leave action, anything out, it's dead. Um, which was something that I experienced firsthand last night in our game. Yeah. There was a few times where I had to make six armor saves. Yes. Um, and while you can sometimes, oh, there was one time where I only failed one of them. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was six armor saves and you fell one. Yeah. On the, on the, on the, probably the piece that you needed alive the most as well, yeah. which was your, us, your Sophie. So. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think for me, um, that's the major change to Morat's. It's just that one profile. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you disagree with Julian's statement that, um, that the Sogorat with full auto Feuerback is the greatest hunting piece in the game. Oh, feel free, feel free to let us know. Yeah. Hit us up on the Facebook Someone page. Someone will or... just say Tariq and I'll be like, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. he's, he's also very good, but, mm. Um, mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, definitely... Yeah, arguable. and like, he's susceptible. Like, the reactive turn, he's he's just a heavy infantry. Like, he's not that great, yep. you know. But if if you can get him on a roll in the, in the active turn, he'll... He'll kill a model in order. The Sogorat? Yeah, the Sogorat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's that's it's why... It's not I cheap, though. 67? Is it 67 or 57? 67. 67, yeah. And one yeah. and a half SW. So. No, he's, he's not cheap. But in quadrant control missions, he'll sit there and, you know, dominate a quadrant. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we should probably move on from more outs because yeah. um, there's, there's not really... I don't think there's any... At least in my opinion, I don't think there's any massive changes to them. Sure. Um, they do get... Um, Rodox in a link that can to now take a killer hacking device, mm-hmm. which is quite good. Um, I think they're, it just makes Rodox even better, and it's like it's pretty much the only link I would take unless I was trying to do a pain train. Yep. In Morats, um, but again, I think the change for the Rodox killer hacking device is more of a strong point for Vanilla because it's a piece that can jump around and do stuff and push buttons. It's quite strong. Sure. Um, but yeah, even yeah. more so than the Morat refresh. What well, I guess the conclusion there mm. is that vanilla more. vanilla has t- has uh, really gotten a, a plus. <laughs> Onyx probably even more because now they can take that Rodok killer hacking device. Okay, sure. So um, Onyx got a buff as well inadvertently. Yep. I do think losing Bitten Kiss was a, a pretty big hit for Morats. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that change. I don't think it was offset by the inclusion of the killer hacking device for the Rodox. But, you know, like you got to take, with more ass, you got to take what's given to you. Sure. You know, and I think the changes were good enough, but not anything major. Yeah. They're still um, not, they're still not a top tier army. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll touch briefly on military orders as well. Yeah, um, I haven't had a massive look at military orders. So. I think the main changes has been around uh, building link teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now, basically, you can mix and match any of the knights yep. that you want, um, which which does sort of fall in, into line with the way that the link teams are moving. Mm. In Whereas back in the day, every a link team was four or five of the same profile now we're getting all sorts of different uh, weird and wonderful profiles all mixed together and I, I think the other thing I, I, I don't know how long they've been in here for because I haven't had a look at MO for a while but they've also got Tick Belangs and Dart now included that's right yeah so yeah. that's one of the changes they've, yeah. the, they've been given the Tick Belang and, and Dart as well which I think is awesome because the Tick Belang is a really it's a really cool profile for them because all of a sudden, they can get take a tag that's ninety two points. It's not breaking the bank too much, and they can take. It's not quite cheap. A, it's it? not cheap, but it still means it still means they can take a good a good link team. Um, the difference, obviously, here is that they, it's an APH and G, which is better than what I think the old one used to be a bit fire. But don't quote me on it. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, and of course, they still get access to the Seraph. Um, which is 79 points for a HMG, which I would probably take over the Tick Belang. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because he can do jumpy stuff, you know, which is cool. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much we'll probably need to cover more on them because the changes, as you can tell, we're not, you know, massive MO players. And yeah, I've never, I'm not sure if uh, there's anyone there's active a few, in there's Melbourne a few, that's played them. There's but, a few, but they haven't played them in a while because they've yeah, been playing so on there's no one who's playing them actively at the, at moment. the moment. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, with these changes, that may change. Yeah. Um, as they are now, instead of being one of the sort of the old dusty sectorials, they've now had a bit of a, bit of a, a, mm. a nice little refresh. Um, OSS, we'll leave Invincible Army last, okay. I think, because you, you'll, you'll ramble again. Yeah, um, that's fair. Um, in terms of OSS, I, I haven't played them as in like myself, but I've played or um, played against Vedic. I've played against them a few times, um, and I've seen a few lists written for them. What I seem to have found with them as a faction as a whole, they seem to really excel at that long range gunfight, mm-hmm. and they're quite good at that. I found that in terms of dealing with them as a sectorial, once you kill that midfield, they really suffer because they don't have a lot of units that start midfield and when they lose those units they have to march up with links or units that maybe aren't as good in the midfield as other factions um yeah i mean they do have they do have pretty uh, strong links in the dakini core link is pretty Dikini's powerful super strong link it's a really um, particular particularly if you take something like the uh absara yeah who gives them the the, the with the jumper level Z. Mm. <laughs> not X jumper level Z yeah. um, which yeah basically gives its profile to the thing that it's jumped into yeah. so you're then boosting a D- D- Dakini to, to to much better politic skill the only Dikini thing you can can't also... then do is marksman on them at the same time oh can you so not so one or the other two. okay so the other thing that the diva profiles that you can include and they're quite strong so you can take there's just so many profiles for the diva it's like I think there's like 20 there's not there's like 10 or something but they can take um, you know an MSV2 Spitfire in that link if they want to as well it's like 12 or 13 profiles here 1, 2 yeah which is a lot um, and of course they get that 12. assault hacking device with lightning which means that they're also quite good at, at, um, at that playing that anti-hacking game from an assault hacker profile what's, if they have to uh, what's lightning lightning is I'll get it up for you it's a um, it's an offensive hacking profile um, it's under I can't remember where it is lightning 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 um, I know that one of the that's alright we can you can have a look at that and yeah. we'll just keep talking but um, I mean they've got access to proxies as well which uh, anyone who's familiar with vanilla uh, gross <laughs> Aleph uh, then uh, I'm sure you'll be familiar with proxies they got uh, I mean access to the um, what's it called your sofa tech as well which is I think one of the best doctor or one of the your, your best sort of um, doctor engineer pieces in the game um, Garuda attack bots for, for drop troops yeah. are, are great as well lightning burst 2 damage 15 next 6 to the opponent's mods and it's um, break your ammunition Sure. So they're so, at half BTS. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite a good, good uh, t- uh, like profile on a on a model that is, um, for all intents and purposes, an assault hacking device. Mm-hmm. So you you can play that assault hacking device game at the same time as protecting your 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 um, Dakinis. Um, obviously, Azuras can now link, which is you know pretty cool with that MSV three and um, Harris link. I don't think it's as good as a lot of people are making it out to be. Um, I just don't rate MSV at all, to be so, honest with so you. So you can have, in a Harris, either two Yardus and an Azura, or two 
diva functionaries in an Asura. Yeah, yeah. I think, look, they're strong. Um, don't get me wrong. But you're paying so much points for something that you, you might actually never end up using if someone doesn't have camo. It is an expensive piece It is. Piece it's as well. super expensive. And it's a strong piece. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, you know... <laughs> Once you you take that Harris away, it can be dealt with quite and easily. It really, you're playing, you're paying for a Spitfire platform. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a Spitfire platform that can be dealt with quite effectively in close combat, um, or uh, or even at shooting. I mean, Arm Five's great, but if someone has an APHMG, mm-hmm. you're Armor Three, so it's not it's not that great I'm sure there are some people that'll turn around and go Azuras are amazing Azuras two, are amazing two wounds no wind in cap yeah armor 5 BTS 6 I mean it's a, it's a strong profile mm. so there's a reason why it's got that points value which yeah. is sort of high 60s to mm. low 70s although yeah. there's a couple here 76 and 78 and they do have lieutenant level profiles. 2 stuff as well I think the problem that I have is that I just don't like MSV I'd much rather spend points on the center bot and it does the same thing for mm-hmm. less points. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and that's my my uh, shtick with the Azura. And it's the same shtick I have with the Swiss Guard. Oh, no, this is Aquila Guard, sorry. Or the Hessian as well. Or the Shen. Yeah, the, the, yeah I, I can't pronounce it like that. I can't do it. Um, the Shen, whatever it is. Um, I, I just I just think MSV, unless it's on a Rushi, which is the only profile I'll generally take with MSV. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I just, yeah. That's MSV two though. Yeah, but um, I'm not taking MSV1, it. MSV one, you'll yeah. you'll still take. If or it's do you have cheap the same opinion enough, on MSV one? If it's cheap enough, I take it on right girls, but that's just because I take right girls. Okay. Not because they have MSV one. I think the MSV one and right it's, girls. It's is, a nice extra to have. Yeah. Not something like the the uh, the Guilang skirmisher. Mm. Uh, it has MSV one, mm. which makes it the ideal piece for hunting other camo yeah. skirmishers. Yeah. But only only if it because ha- keep in mind it's only if it has to discover if it's discovering something and coming out of camo it's going to get hit for free so it's only if it's already revealed yeah yeah which yeah, it can yeah. be good but you're still negating that neck three mod yeah is what I yeah mean. exactly um, yeah I think OSS are a really really strong faction Vedic in general are really strong um, I, I think they have a lot of tools like proxies you'd be silly not to include proxies in every list because yep. they're amazing. And then hold them back as your reserve because you got three models sure. as reserve pieces. Yeah, of course. Um, that old chestnut. Yeah, that old chestnut which Ryan pulled on me in our game. Um, so I... yeah, at the tournament that I was at in Newcastle, uh, Gavin Bateman played OSS. Yeah, and he came second at the tournament. Mm. Um, very with a very close final game. Mm. Um, but yeah, they they do appear to be a very strong faction. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or sectorial. Yeah, they. The, the shooting game they just excel at they're just super good mm. at shooting um, yeah I think I think they're going to be a strong faction to come I think the, the, the Kenya links are amazing yep I'm, I'm undecided whether I like the hacking or the the um, the Aspara is it the Aspara that gives them jumper yep Aspara um, I'm undecided whether I like the putting like, marksman on them yeah what would you what would you do marksman or uh, use the Aspara to jump in it depends on what the links. Yeah, it really depends. To be honest with you. Yeah, and but I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have you you probably most likely you'll have a um, hacker. Well, I mean, you need to have a hacker to take remotes, and this entire army is remotes. Yeah, almost. of course, of course. Well, there's a lot of remotes in here. 
Yeah, yeah, but it might not be a, a normal. No, it might not device. be a regular device, be, but it could might be. be a KHD uh, proxy. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll probably move on from synthetic yeah, yeah. there. Um, yeah. Did you want to touch on Varuna then? Um, um, you haven't had a huge look at Varuna. I'm going to be honest, neither have I. I've had a look, um, but it was a little while ago before Christmas, so I'm kind of have to dust off the echo, um, dust off the uh, the cobwebs. The word on the street is that the Zulu Cobra is to be feared. Yeah, I think the one with sense is amazing because you can triangulate fire on. Ten, like, was it? You've got ballistic skill thirteen. Mm. So yeah, you'll be doing a triangulated fire on tens, tens with, with the combi rifles. Not bad. Um, yeah, or an assault pistol. You could triangulate fire with an assault pistol. Mm. So you'd be burst four. Assault pistol's maximum range is twenty four inches, but still burst four. Yeah, uh, trying to get a fire is a full order, isn't it? As it well? is, yes. Yeah, and the cool thing about this is that he's because he's camouflaged, he just moves to the corner, goes, "What do you want to do?" And they go, "I'll." Oh, if they really, if you know you're not going to beat them in a straight up gunfight, you go, oh, "I'll idle." Whoop! Something loud outside. Don't know what it is. Um. Hmm. But yeah, the um, the the fact that you can then turn around and and decide not to shoot and then spend a full order and. Exactly, because yeah. if you move up to that corner, mm. worst comes to worst, they discover you. Yes, exactly. Who, Who cares? cares? Yeah, then you're still doing the same thing because you don't get surprise attack on yeah. on. Um, Do you not? No, you don't. That would seem to be the consensus. Is you don't, they they don't stack. Well, because surprise attack is a mod mod to your opponent. No, it's a, it's the, surprise attacks a skill though. It's a it's a it's a short skill. Well, we we were having this conversation. Yeah, it's definitely not, not from, chat from what I've how surprise attack interacts with yeah. things. No, it's it's surprise from what shot. I've surprise right. shot. Yeah, from what I, from what I've read it and the way I've read it, you can't because it's a, surprise shots a skill. It's not a it's not a a a skill that you can do constantly. It's sure. not like it's a, an automatic skill. It's an actual skill. You are doing a surprise shot that you are then using your ballistics profile and weapons with. Right, similar Words. to how you can't surprise shot and speculative fire. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So if yeah. anyone's got an opinion on that and thinks we're wrong, again, hit us up yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Because um, we're not uh, the be all and end all of this sort of thing. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, in terms of the link teams, um, they get some funky link teams. You can take, uh, you know, a Fuselier and up to two orc troops. Um, from what I've seen, the foyback is quite strong in the link. Of um, the five the five man link, um, it effectively becomes a missile launcher, so it's quite quite a strong profile. Um, Can I just say there are eighteen orc profiles? Oh yeah, it's, it's um, which is nineteen if you count Patsy, who's kind of an orc. Oh, is she like an orc special character? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So you got nineteen options when it comes to orcs. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of cool profiles. Um, the cutter, as always, has made it in because they're obviously from Varuna. Sure. Um, I, I look. I used to love the cutter until they took away its heavy flamethrower. That oh, it doesn't have a heavy flamethrower. It's only got a HM, multi HMG. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was a, a massive hit to the cutter. I'd still take it, mm-hmm. but it means that all of a sudden it's not as survivable up in the midfield as it used to be. Um. So. That was that was sad when that happened. Um, in terms of the main one, the huge changes, helots are amazing. Sure. Like like all fishmen, I'm a fan of the fish. Yep. You know, um, I love fish sticks. Um, and so uh, they so the uh, Pano does not have access to the 
uh, Libertos. No, they get the Hellot. they get the Hellot Militia. Yeah, and the Hellot is very different to the Liberto. Liberto. I like saying Liberto, it sounds smoother. Um, You're still getting limited camouflage, but they do get the option of doing decoy as well. Um, They've got shock immunity, neurosynetics, and Ocaturane, so they don't get dogged, which the other one gets. Um, Neurosynetics is quite powerful considering that some of these are a submachine gun profile. Or a multi-sniper. Yeah, multi is not bad on a BS11. Camouflage, so you put a camo marker mm. up there, uh, walk out in front of it, and he's getting burst two at you. Even better, you put two decoy markers next to each other on different levels, and you walk and around you the corner, the and you one. don't know which is the real one. Obviously, they're going to have to reveal, but, you know, um, and they are a marker state, so even if you do shoot at them, the person can hold. Sure. But I think the main one I really like here is that nine point. Either than oh, the, he's the, got a light rocket launcher as well. Yeah, for nine yeah, points. yep. Is point the five light, SWC? Is a light rocket launcher disposable? No, it's like a HRL, but the range yeah. bands are not as good, and there's damage thirteen. Okay. Um, the the proof two profiles that really stand out here to me is the submachine gun for midfield stopping people, and yep. same with the shock marksman marksman rifle, which is also really good people at stopping really good at stopping people midfield because um, you burst three, you know. You're probably gonna die, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a midfield counter that oh, they don't get. No, they don't. They have, don't get infiltration. Don't have, um, well, it's a it's bonuses. it's a it's a piece that you can use in your deployment zone that can counter um, skirmishes or um, warbands moving up, which Pando has always really struggled with. Okay. Um, outside of using flame bots and stuff like that because um, they don't really get access to midfield skirmishes except in vanilla where they kind of can take like now they can take um, well they can't take Libertos we just said that didn't we mm. I'm cooked <laughs> um, that's alright but they I mean vanilla has AVA 1 of helots yeah which is if you need to and you absolutely have to stop some, something going somewhere you can use them to stop something if they have to mm. um, and a submachine gun is pretty terrifying against heavy infantry because it's AP. So, you know, it's... it's Yeah. It's, and with yeah. the potential of having surprise shot as well. Yeah, or... Well, well, the, actually, no. Well, no, sorry. they'd only be burst one. Of course, yeah. You'd use not, it in reactive. None of these are the sorts uh, yeah. of things you're going to be using in the active turn because Neurosidentics takes that active burst down to one. Yeah, exactly. So that's why you're not using them. They're, they're a reactive turn yeah. counter. It's the sort of thing that you... Uh, being a... Using either decoy... Probably using... I'd... I'd Personally, I'd lean more heavily on limited camo, mm. just so that you're in that marker state, moving up the board um, with impunity, mm. unless you're discovered, um, to then leave them in a very tricky position for your opponent to have to deal with, mm. um, knowing that they have neurosynetics. So, and being a camo token or in a marker state, there's no um, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a hand gesture to simulate. A 360 degree line, line of, fire. of fire that's what I'm trying to say there's no restrictions on the facing exactly and one of the things that I thought was super interesting with these guys and I thought of them in regards to something like a cutter how you can protect your cutter is you can potentially if you're going second because the thing that cutters have always struggled with is going second if you have them for example deployed as a marker or even if they're in the in midfield deployment or just deployment well, let's say let's say it's turn two and you're already revealed okay um you can potentially use these guys as a cover for the cutter 
because they've got that 360 line of fire. And if they're in close with the cutter, your warbands have a less chance of getting in mm. and destroying a cutter in close combat, which is probably one of the best ways to deal with a cutter. Um, yeah. But in terms of in terms of ARO pieces, he's great. Yeah. And if you have that, that super strong Orc Link team, all you basically do is you, you can use them to cover an entrance. And you go, you have to move through my camera marker to get up an entrance. Yep. So I just think... I think they're a really solid, solid profile for for, for Varuna. Um, I would struggle to see why you wouldn't include two or three in a mm. list. Well, they are AVA three, so yeah, yeah. Um, for Varuna, AVA one in in vanilla, but still mm. um, for like thirteen point zero SWC or nine points for in point five SWC. Those one of those profiles. Mm. The shock like, marks and rifle is pretty again warbands amazing. If with the shock marksman or even the the SMG because that is shock as yeah, well. Yeah, a lot of war bands tend to have dogged as well, yeah. so that shock marksman rifle is going to come go in real handy. Bang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last one, not least, uh, of invincible course, army. Of course, not least, the, the, the invincible army, or as my experience would say, the invincible army, as they uninvincible. Yeah, unschminsible. Non, non. The rinsable because yeah. you rinse your hands with their blood when you're done with them. Oh my goodness. Um, I love. Them. I absolutely love them. Um, some really strong profiles. It's a, it is uh, very different in terms of a sectorial compared to what we've seen previously, uh, with such a heavy focus on limited insertion lists, but all these other rules and bonuses to allow you to have that limited insertion list with without only having ten orders mm. available to you. Um, some things to to watch out for that are going to be really strong. Um, the, a personal favourite of mine is the is the Mo Wang, which is that uh, size five, two wound NWI heavy infantry. Um, I'm not even looking at him. No, I'm looking straight at the Lu Jiang. Oh, mate, I'll get onto that in a second. Jeez, be patient. Mm. Um, the, the I mean the Mo Wang, it's it is a it is a very solid gunfighter. It doesn't have the sort of loadout that's gonna mean that it's capable of taking out other heavy infantry guys, but something like the, the one that I've used the most is the Red Fury uh, and it also comes with a um, if the Red Fury profile also comes with uh, what's that other weapon there? Um, uh, Acrylite Cannon Acrylite Cannon yeah. which um, is fun it's like a super glue gun yeah it's like uh, a glue it's like a it is, it is a glue gun with, a, with better range with, with yeah. longer range bands yeah so as an ARO because the Red Fury's uh, range band is the same as the Spitfire so it's good up to 24 um, it's the sort of thing that um, marching forwards it can also duo as well mm. and so with the um, with the uh, so many wild card options in this faction um, I've I mean it's not the sort of thing that I would ever really take two of but you could duo something with like a, a specialist that might be cheaper exactly. and, and, that, and, the and that's around. what I have had sec- success mm. with this guy in doing is attaching an engineer uh, to him uh, in that duo uh, with the high dow to yeah. drag him up the board and push buttons. He's similar to the Sogara in a way because he gets that neg three. Um, it's different because you can you can negate it, but he gets mimetism. So mimetism. So almost he's like a neg three. Yeah, he's almost like being in a link team effect in terms of the the mods that he's putting at people mm. in the negative. 
that would obviously be reversed in the positive. That's right. Now, of the three profiles we've got, uh, I mean, the first ones, the, the first one and the cheapest, multi multi rifle and flammenspear. Yeah, Next I really one, like that one is red fury and acrylite canone, mm. uh, and then finally we've got a spitfire with a flammenspear. Mm. All those three are then duplicated again as, as a lieutenant team. option, mm. um, whereas those first three have got NCO. What you're going to see a lot is people taking NCOs with the Dao Ying uh, Operation Control Unit as their lieutenant mm. because the Dao Ying is a camo marker with lieutenant level two, mm. which means you're getting those extra orders that the NCO can use. Now, this guy is very survivable. Yes. Um, tough to go down. So mm. um, if he does go down, though, it means you are losing access to those extra lieutenant orders mm. or on a lieutenant that you might not necessarily want to spend them on. Mm. In saying that, I'll get on the Dowing in a second because it's also one of my one of my favorite units in mm. this in, in this force. But the the Mo Wang is 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 very is is very quite strong. I really like the the multi. Or I, I would take the multi rifle version every really? day of the week. Yeah, because I guess like, it does give you that flexibility in uh, choosing to go either shock or AP. Yes, so, it means so you can deal with warbands effectively, and you can you can deal with warbands, but you can also deal have with a chance heavy armor. Deal with heavy armor. Yeah, whereas I found Spitfires. As soon as someone's in cover, you're still basically a combi rifle. You mm. only get one more point of damage, one more burst. Yeah. Like you know, if you think about it, if an avatar's in cover and you get, say you get, you know hit on it, it's it's a five versus a four or something. It's not not huge. Whereas you throw in a, a multi rifle, all of a sudden they're on a five. Yeah. So it's you know it's not as great. Um, yeah, I, and a flaming spear is pretty good as well. I just I just really like multi rifles as a profile in general. Mm. I think they're they're super solid. Yeah, so the, the flaming spear mm. is only uh, disposable two. Yes, but again, one of the one of the wild card options is a baggage bot. Mm. So you can duo this guy with a baggage and bot just, and just reload. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, now I know I, I, I'd like to talk about the Dao Ying operative control unit just quickly. Oh, God. Um, don't want to get onto the Lu Jing. Well, I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, um, saving the, the the in my opinion the worst to last <laughs> um, for, for for various reasons. I actually think it's good, but I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's good as well. Yeah, but I mean, touching on the Dao Ying, every single list I've created has this guy as the lieutenant. Uh, because you've got the lieutenant level two and might not necessarily be the Mo Wang NCO, but there's other NCOs in there. The um, the Zhu Yong special character Tai Shang mm. as NCO. Um, so and she can go in a five man link with all those extra orders in there. That's that's one very powerful uh, structure is a five man Zhu Yong link or Zhu Yong core. Sorry, and you you chuck a couple of um, wild cards in there mm. to, to to give it a bit more. Uh, flexibility. The thing about a Dao Ying, it's a 21-point LT, which a lot of factions get, but they don't then have camouflage, and mm-hmm. they then don't have Lieutenant Level 2. Sure. Like, that is, is such an awesome profile for this yeah. army. Like, the, you'd be dumb not to take my it. My personal favorite is the uh, hacker, the hacking device profile, mm. because you, even if you do... Um, I mean, you, you, you want to be spending your Lieutenant Level 2 orders mm. on the NCO. But if but that if you're, ends if, up not happening because they die, exactly, you, you, you can, then can use, use the... You can use him as a specialist. Mm. I mean, he's only got movement four two. He's medium infantry, so yeah. he's moving. He, he can start up at sixteen can, at the moment. He mm. can start up a bit further. Mm. But what I'd be using him for, uh, if I'm not using the lieutenant orders on an NCO, is to uh, buff a remote mm. uh, like a Rushi or a Luduan, 
or a TR bot or anything like that and then use my second lieutenant order to go back into camo. Mm. And the thing about um, Invincible Army is you do have access to stuff like um, chain of command at, at, at not too an outrageous cost mm-hmm. in the form of the... the, the um, High Dow has, has a chain of command option. So you can actually play the, as you just said, as the aggressive specialist LT in the knowledge that if someone does go after him, you go, okay, awesome, I'm rubbing my hands together because yep. they're spending orders doing something that's taking them out of the game. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, it's an LT hunting mission, but generally it's not. Um, they're spending orders through that and then you just laugh at them and go, I've got chain of command, so I don't care. That's right. And, and um, I mean, even, like, a lot of the time, it is going to, unless you've got loads of camo tokens in your deployment zone, which it is possible to make lists with mm-hmm. loads of camo tokens in this as well. One of the lists that I've seen one of uh, our other local guys play has got, like... I think nine camo tokens in mm. it. It's got maxed out uh, Zencha and maxed out Dao Ying mm. um, to to really saturate the table in camo tokens, mm. and they're 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 not easy to dislodge because like they're uh, one wound. They've got decent armor, being mm. heavy infantry, and they've got NWI as well. So it's not easy to take them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess touching on to the thing that you want to talk about, Julian, the uh, the Lu Jing jump infantry. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a bone to pick with this guy. Go for it. So I think he's taking away everything. His stats are amazing. What he brings to the table is amazing. But people going, oh, he's going to wreck the you know the, the link team meta. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. I'm going to say this right now. If you're an experienced player and you see someone has nine orders and they're playing Invincible Army, you know he's coming. Sure. So all of a sudden you prepare for it and it completely negates the anything that he can bring to the table unless he's walking on from the side. Mm. So I I don't think he's as strong as people think he's going to be. And from what I've seen, he's not because he tends to get... He tends to be counted very easily. Sure. Just like, for example, Raul Spectre, if people are prepared for it. Yeah. Um, that being said, if they're not or you, you end up getting an opportunity to... You know, someone moves out and they forget about him or this, that and the other, he can be brutal... Um, and I, I think that because you have access to a lot of hacking devices, as you just said, with the LT option, he's coming down on a 15 generally. Yep. Um, he's got biomini, AD combat jump, explode level X, which means when he comes down, he's basically a grenade. Um, and no valor wound incapacitation. So with biomini, it pretty much means he's. That's effectively two wounds. Two wounds. Yeah. Um, what I really like about this is that he is a and I'm probably going to be a little bit different to most people in that I actually, again, would always go for the multi-rifle option because he's a specialist operative. I probably wouldn't go for the assault hacking device option because you're already heavy infantry, so you're already going to be able to be hacked and you're all of a sudden just throwing on another thing yeah, that means it, you can actually be killed by a hacker exactly. as opposed to just be turned off. Yeah, now you can also be hacked by killer hackers. Yeah, so I probably wouldn't take that option. Um but I think that the multi-ruffle version as a specialist operative with D-charges means that if you get as you're classified to blow up a building, he can come down and set the charges. Or walk, not, not necessarily drop in, he can just walk, walk in, in, place the charges, you spend done. an order and got a point for it. Yep. Um, I, I think this is a really solid profile and he's the kind of guy that if worse comes to worse, he can come down behind a piece of terrain, 
walk out, push a button, and he can actually fight his way with a multi-rifle mm-hmm. to do that. Because if he's, if that, say, we were playing Supremacy the other day, right, and you have to push a button that's in your quadrant because you need that extra point, you bring him down, you walk him forward, he's already going to be in his plus three range band because he's in your zone. So I just think that that profile, I wouldn't actually be taking it to drop down on people and destroy their link team. I'd be taking him to drop down, push buttons, do um, you know any any kind of of mission that he has to do mm-hmm. and then at the same time he can fight his way through that to get there sure um, I think he's a wasted waste of 40 points if you're dropping him down to kill a link team or go butchering See, I, I don't think dropping him into a link team is a smart move at all no because no because they're just gonna you know I mean let's say let's, six sense six sense level two of course. Of so course. you drop in the middle of link time if you mm. your team, if you hit all of them... They're going to turn on shoot. They just all shoot you and you're dead. Yeah, exactly. Or, and, and, or and even if you don't drop on them, but you drop around the corner and walk around and start shooting them, they're probably going to be just as good at shooting at you yep. in return. And generally, the first model you're going to come across is a boarding shotgun because most skilled players will put a boarding shotgun on the route sure. to get to their missile launchers, for example. Yep. So I just think that he he's a wasted attack piece to go after the enemy's rear line and start killing stuff I think this guy's purpose is to be a midfield specialist as ridiculous as it sounds because he can do it super easily because mm-hmm. he's 4-4 as well like he's got decent move he's yeah. got decent move he's decent armoured ballistic skill 13 ballistic skill 13 is, a, is amazing I would be viewing this guy as a midfield skirmisher that's not a skirmisher if that makes sense sure um, and that's the way I'd play him. And I reckon you would get so much mileage out of him doing that. Um, yeah, so. and it, I mean, in saying that, he is quite a bit cheaper than the actual midfield skirmisher, which mm. is the Zencha, which can be, which is uh, 34, 40, 37, or 41 points. Yeah. Whereas uh, the Lu Jing is uh, the cheapest one's 32. So, yeah. The specialist um, operative isn't cheap, it's 38. 38, yeah. But it's not, for what he brings to the table, it's it's actually not, I think, a, a massive there's, there's point. A lot, there's a lot there that, yeah, that yeah. it's capable of. Yeah. Um, the, uh, what's the name of the other one you were just talking about? Zencha. Zencha. Oh, I can't find it on the. Uh... It's, just, it's just below. Oh, just below, it's is it? White, oh, yeah. It's got the white, white and blue yeah. insignia. Uh, I'm struggling here. Sorry, listeners. A little more, little more. Keep going. There it is. No, no, down. That's hacked out. That one, the blue. Oh, there we go. The Zencha. Jeez, please. <laughs> I was looking for all the red icons. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't get the point of this guy. Like the whole point. Well, it was infiltration, of... forward observer. So he's infiltrating specialist. Yeah, but the whole submachine point... gun, DEP, AP mines. I think that's a really good profile. It is, but it's thirty-four points for a model that can still be killed against a mine that's true because he doesn't he doesn't have shock does not have shock yeah and he's going up against a lot of models that are probably going to be having mines but he's got mines as well he does have mines but you got to understand he doesn't have mine layer and there's a big difference between having mines and mine layer no I agree so for example if you come up against an Ariadna attack player you're going to be looking at all these camo markers with this guy going, I'm not going to fucking do anything mm. because they're going to see straight through my camo with the mine and it's just going to go off and hit me and I'm dodging on a 10, which isn't great. Yeah. yeah. Um, most factions will have access to a mine layer if they're playing vanilla because generally, I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to the Liberto as we've just talked about. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine trading a 10-point Liberto mine for this guy? Mm. Like you... 
I just think for the same points, he's not he's not bad. Don't get me wrong, but I just think thirty four points for something that that can die to th- shock exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it's a lot to stomach. Whereas you can spend that same thirty, you can spend four points more and get a illusioning who can come down wherever he wants to. He can walk onto the side. Um, and he's not going to die from one shot from a mine. Yeah. Like it's, and I think he's actually better at dodging as well, if I'm not mistaken. No, if he's tall. So he's not, he's actually worse. Um, yeah. I just think that the Zencher isn't, there is better specialist options for less. Like the, for example, the, the Dao Ying starts, sorry, starting eight inches less. He's starting at 16 as opposed to 24. He's only medi, he's only 4'2". He's only 4'2", but he's like, the what, which is the cheapest option you've got? Hacking device is a specialist. Specialist option hacking device twenty nine points, which is a lot cheaper than that's five points cheaper. Mm. Um, but it's a far better option, I think, as a specialist, because um, he's a whip fourteen hacking device, pretty baller. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just not a fan of the, the Zencher. I think a lot of people were really excited for him when he came out. Yep. But yeah, I just think that. I mean, if from a. Uh, for a vanilla player, I would never take a Zencher over a Guilang. A Guilang every day of the week. Yeah. Um, I just think that he's he, he's competing against, and I know you shouldn't compete against other factions, but even within Eugene, he's competing against the Guilang. Yeah. And he's competing against other 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 faction skirmishes that are half the cost, especially in something like Ariadna, mm. and do the same job for less. Yeah. Yeah, and and the way I always look at lists is I go, what can do the job I wanted to do for the least points cost, and I think that he well, is not high. On he he's not high on that list, and sure you're going to spend more points, and it's not. A, it, it then also gets convoluted because you're not looking at points cost; you're looking at you know utility. And I think for a similar points, the Lu Jing has the same utility, mm-hmm. brings a lot more threats because he can come on wherever he wants to, and he's almost unexpected. Yeah. And he's more survivable, and he brings a multi-rifle, which is, I guess, in some respects, similar to an SMG, but it's also a lot better because you get the better range bands. Yeah. Just, um, um, I mean, m- moving on from the individual profiles, I mm-hmm. just want to touch on some of the link teams that you've got available. I mean, mm-hmm. I have spoken about them a bit already in terms of what I've been using mm-hmm. with the um, the Zuyong and the Yan Huo Invincible Link. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the this faction does have huge access to a whole bunch of different wildcard options. Mm-hmm. The Hai Dao is a great wildcard. The, there's uh, Shang-Gi, which is like an upgraded version of the Zuyong. Um, it's also a wildcard. Mm. So you can have you can have these these links that have got like it sure it's a, it might be a core Zuyong link, but you could have a Shang-Gi in there as your main hit piece. Mm. You could have a, a, a high Dao in there for support, and you could have the baggage bot in there to um, to allow for reloads, but also to to just make the whole link a bit cheaper. It's interesting. I um I think the way I and you, you, obviously you've played them, so you'd probably know a bit better than me. But looking at Invincible Army. I think the way I would play it, I wouldn't play it as a as a five man link kind of army. I'd play it as a one Harris, and then the rest. A ha- like you, so you could have a Harris as your and, offensive piece. Yep, and then a uh, a core a three man core. Not even that. Example. I w- I would just be taking other pieces that can do work. Okay. Um, I think these guys are very similar in terms of the way something like Toha would play, mm. where they base around triads. 
but the difference is, is that they have the added extra of they have, they actually have a lot of options within the profiles that they have. So you can almost, you could almost play these guides like you'd play vanilla. Mm. You, you probably, I would say this is the one sectorial where you could get away with not having a link team as a crutch. Sure. Um, cause you've got a lot of models that are worth about 30 points. Um, and they're pretty darn good by themselves. Yeah. The, um, speaking on on vanilla as well mm. some of these some of these pieces do fill some of the substantial holes that were left when JSA. we lost the ja- the japanese yeah. so the the hulang shock trooper for example he's an absolute close combat beast yeah. uh, which is i guess replacing the um shikami uh which is it's what is he close combat 22 a martial arts level three with a monofilament close combat weapon mm. um He's also forward deployment level two, so he doesn't have infiltration, but Shikami he's... doesn't have that at all. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So he's a little he's he is uh, almost halfway up the table on deployment. Um, and is a specialist as well. And he's pretty much two wins of shock immunity. Yeah, shock immunity and yeah. no wind and cap. So. Yeah, and he's cheaper and he gets two Yeah, he's so much better than Shikami in my view, except for the difference with ODD. But and the fact that he he's, can't he's run got, he's got mimetism yeah but he can't the major thing I'd say with this is he can't do jumpy tricks sure like the the shikami can I think this guy's a much more of a specialist that goes up and punches you in the face mm. whereas the shikami's the specialist that moves around you in lateral you know you know ways that you just don't even think it could at the beginning yeah so it doesn't have to engage you and if it does it'll engage you in close combat in ways you're not expecting yeah, Whereas so this guy, he's just going to run at your face because, you know, he's got... I think it said Berserk there. No, 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 no Berserk. No. Um, the, 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 main, the main things that we're going to see influencing Vanilla here are going to be that guy, the mm. Hulang Shock Trooper, but then also the combination of a Dao Ying and a Mo Wang mm. uh, to have access to those extra Lieutenant Level 2 orders. If you've got your Mo Wang as a hit piece backed up by a bank of four Quang um, uh, Shi mm. in Vanilla... Uh, then you're able to get all these extra orders uh, in a list that doesn't have to be limited insertion. Yeah, exactly. So, if you threw in something like Sun C as well. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. You could have a, a group uh, with, well, no, not Sun Z because then you he's just getting a normal regular yeah, order. Because yeah. you're going to take a lieutenant level two. But then you're getting, because I think he gets um, an extra command token as well, doesn't Sun Z? He does, yes. So you, that, that's where you justify it as being better. Sure. You'd, you'd end up taking, taking tactical sense probably over NCO in that mm. case. Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there's, there, there is uh, some, some great bonuses to Vanilla mm. on, on that, and I think we're going to see that play quite a bit, the Mo Wang and the uh, Dao Ying in Vanilla armies. But yeah, on the whole, I think they're going to be a really strong faction, um, and once I get a bit more practice in... Uh, do, that's my 2019 project is to um, is to play the Invincible Army, and I absolutely love the models in the new starter pack as well. I think I don't think there's a bad one amongst them. Yeah, I like them. I think think they'll they'll uh, they'll paint up nicely. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we might wrap it up there then um, yeah. with our our brief touch on the third offensive. Mm. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll come back. Uh, in the coming episodes to, to do a bit more of a deep dive in some of these factions so that we can once some of us have had a bit more experience in, in playing some of them and we can um, we can we can really jump into them from there but was there anything else you wanted to touch on Julian? Um, oh just the grudge the grudge for CanCon oh right yeah yeah so we've uh, we have decided it, it is our responsibility to grudge Ben and 
and Marty. Yes, so, so I've grudged Ben. Yeah, and I've grudged Marty. Yep. So it's going to be absolute uh, bedlam with mm. Lost Lieutenant versus uh, White Noise podcast versus podcast. Who will come out on top? Only time will tell. Well, my favourite part is that at the start of the year, I said I wasn't going to grudge everyone, anyone, because I wanted a, a nice, relaxed, you know, easy CanCon. And so, no better way to make it a relaxed game to, than to grudge the reigning CanCon champion. That's that's true. Yeah, and uh, I guess, yeah, he, is, he did win last year, or, mm. yeah, well, last did, year. Yeah, 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 Ben won last year, mm. so... Um, that should be a, an interesting, interesting matchup to 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 begin with. I'm sure there'd be many people who would be vying for that um, that, that scalp. Uh, that scalp. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and, I'm looking forward um, to it as well. Yeah, I mean, we talk shit on those guys, but um, but they do an amazing, amazing job with their podcast. Oh, I listen to every one of their podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> listen to every single episode, and um, it's uh, it's it's great to have um, have some some some. Some friendly, friendly rivalry. Yeah, I think. And I, so, I listened to Fred's, Fred. Fred, they had Fred, um, Frederick Lee from Sydney up the on the other day. I, I know Fred. I've met him a few times, and um, it was a good, good episode. I recommend people listening to it. He has some uh, interesting views on on how to play the game. Um, yeah, I'm, so. I'm only, um, uh, I've only just started listening to that episode. I'm a yeah. little bit behind myself because yeah. um, the whole over the Christmas period, I didn't get to listen to any of my regular podcasts at mm. all just because I was so flat out. So. Mm. Um, but getting back into work, I, I do have a 30-minute commute to and from work each day, so that's where I get my podcast listening into. I just drive hours every day because I'm a, yeah, a rep, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Great. Well, um, thanks for the chat, Julian. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, so uh, so this has been Nick. And this has been Julian. And you've been listening to Lost Lieutenant. Yes. Thanks, guys. Until next time.